You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now we good. Now we good. All right, y'all. So this is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG, the mortgage guy. Um, let's get busy. We're going to teach you how to buy a house in 2022. Who am I? I am the mortgage banker. The mortgage goat, the mortgage king, whatever you want to call me, just call me something. Um, I've been in a business for 19, going on 20 years, funded almost a billion dollars. That's a billion would it be um, in my career. Um, I'm one of the top mortgage people in the country. I run a division of a mortgage bank. We are here to help you guys achieve your real estate goals, whether you're looking to buy your primary residence, buy a secondary home or vacation home, or purchase investment properties, me and my team could help you achieve your goals, all right? Just hit the link in my Instagram bio, and we, we will take care of you. All my resources are there, all right? <clears throat> so today, we're going to keep it real simple. I'm going to give you a lot of information. If you're ready for some information, put some fires in the chat. MG is ready to go. We're going to teach you how to pre prepare your lender file. I'm going to teach you how to hire the right lender, right, with low programs. And I'm going to go briefly on a couple programs. I'm going to discuss closing costs, the underwriting process, and I'll open it up for some Q&A. But there's going to be a lot of information in this, and I'm going to take you to a couple different websites also. So I'm going to need you guys to really focus in on this because I want to show you guys how to go get certain information on your own versus it being in a slideshow. <clears throat> All right, preparing your lender file, most important, most important. A lot of people are not organized. This is one of the biggest problems that I see when people are looking to purchase real estate. They are not organized. So one of the key things I want to tell you guys, the document checklist that you see here is pretty standard across the board for all lenders. And I love to see all that fire in the chat, YouTube. Y'all keep it going. Let's hit that like button, share this with 10 people immediately all right and y'all screenshot this slide because these are the documents that you are going to need for any lender that you go to in america all right your last two years of w-2s you're going to need a two-year work history now if you are two-year if you are a w-2 employee you do not 
need to show tax returns unless that lender has overlays, which are guidelines on top of guidelines. But for the most part, if you are a simple W-2 employee, you do not need to show your tax returns. We do need to see a two-year work history. Now, one of the biggest things that people always tell me is, Matt, I had five jobs in the past two years, but they were all W-2. Does this disqualify me? No, it does not. Any gaps in employment, we have to document with a letter of explanation that gap in employment, all right? If you go from working from Target to UPS to, to Best Buy, that's okay. As long as your income is the same or increasing, you won't have no issues. But if your income is decreasing, then that could be an issue, all right? <clears throat> Last two, now, if, I want to say another thing. If you go from W-2 to 1099 or self-employed, you start your clock back over. So if you go from working at the post office and then you want to open up your event space and quit and fire your job, then guess what? You start all over. You start all over. All right. Last two years, tax returns. This is truly only if you're self-employed or if you own real estate um, investments is where we have to look at your last two years tax returns if you are self-employed. Last 30 days of pay stubs. Um, we need all pay stubs for the past 30 years. So if you get paid bi-weekly, we need the last two. If you get paid weekly, we need the last four. If you have multiple jobs, we need to have all the pay stubs for multiple jobs. Now, I'm glad I just said that to myself. Multiple jobs. If you have if you work two jobs at the same time, you need to have a two-year consistent work history of working those two jobs. So let's just say you work at UPS in the daytime and then you work at Target overnight and you want to use both of those incomes to help you qualify. That is okay. We just need to show that you worked at both of these jobs consistently and consecutively at the same two-year time frame. All right, because a lot of people start new jobs and they say, I've been at this new job for a year and they want to use that income. That income won't work. All right. So I just want you guys to please understand that if you have multiple jobs and you work working simultaneously, you need to have a two year history for the lender to use that. Last two months of your bank statements, all pages. Very important. <clears throat> if your bank statement says page seven, six of seven and that last page is left blank, the underwriter will still need to see page seven. Even if it says this page is left blank intentionally, we still need to see um, that statement. Now, with your bank statements, what we are looking for is the large deposits. So you don't want to have too many large deposits, especially cash, going into your bank account um, because we cannot document that transaction. Okay. Um, if you have NSF fees, non-sufficient funds, you you don't want to show those bank statements because if you cannot manage your money and you go in negative every month, then why would a bank want to give you a loan? That shows you have no discipline. So you have to make sure that there's no NSF fees. What I try to tell everybody is this, right? If you are purchasing a home, even if you're preparing right now, you say, I want to buy in six months or eight months, open up a separate account. Call that your real estate fund. Name it whatever you want to call it, right? And then have 
if you're going to use your direct deposits, if you're going to use whatever money that you're making that you can legally document, have that money only deposited into that account and don't try to do minimum transactions in that account. That way you eliminate a lot of headache and a lot of future paperwork. Copy of your ID has to be a government issued ID, driver's license, passport, and it has to be valid. If you're getting a gift, which is allowed for most traditional programs, conventional FHA, VA, you can get a gift. It just has to be documented with a gift letter. And we have to see the, the donor's bank statements showing them that they have the money and they're able to gift it over to you. Now, what a lot of people try to do, and I'm going to tell you this right now, don't do this. They will have mattress money and say, hey, I got 50K on my mattress or 20K on my mattress. I'm going to give it to my mom, let her deposit it, and then she's going to wire me the money as a gift. It doesn't work like that. You can't do that. We're going we're gonna to see that all day, and we won't be able to use that money. So if you're going to get a gift from a family member or a parent or sibling, you have to make sure whatever amount that they're gifting you, that they have that money in their account already. And then you're going to need a completed loan application. Whatever lender that you're going to do business with, they will be able to provide you with, um, with that online loan application. So again, screenshot this, save it, and study this, all right? Okay, how do I go to the next one? I hate this Mac. All right, so let's, let's go. Ugh. You see, stupid Mac. All right, here we go. I'm giving y'all the juice early. All right, now, now that you have your documents and you're ready to go to get pre-approved, but I need you guys to understand the difference between a, a regular traditional pre-approval and the fully underwritten pre-approval is, right? A regular pre-approval is basically a, a letter that is issued by a loan officer at the bank. They have reviewed your income, your assets, your credit report, and they have determined that based off of their calculations that you can get X, Y, and Z amount of money. This, this is not a commitment to lend from the bank. I need you guys to all understand that a loan officer like myself, although I am a great loan officer, I do not issue loan commitments. The only person that can issue a loan commitment on behalf of a bank is an underwriter. So to be quite honest with you, that pre-approval letter that even myself and my team is going to give you, it's not worth the papers printed on because people can have a pre-approval letter and still get declined once they get into contract for a house to buy. This happens every single day nationwide. Reason being, sometimes loan officers make mistakes and they do not calculate your income properly. Um, these things happen all the time. So I need you guys to understand pre-approvals are worthless. Although it is needed, it is needed, and I want you guys to please understand of what I'm really truly saying here. It is needed for you to go out there and shop for a home, this, that, and third. It gives you an idea. If you got a great loan officer like me, I like to tell people my pre-approvals are solid gold because I pre-underwrite because of my skill set, right? But not every loan officer is built alike. So what I always recommend 
and my team offers this service also, is a fully underwritten pre-approval. This basically means that the loan officer, not only did he review your income, credit, documentation, um, et cetera, that he, now he's going to pack, he or she is going to package up that loan as if you're in contract. And then now they're going to submit that loan to underwriting. And it's, the address is going to be a TBD um, address to be determined. And now the underwriting department from the lender, they will actually review your file as if it's a real deal, meaning you have executed contract of sale. They're going to review it and they're going to issue what's called a conditional um, mortgage approval or conditional loan commitment. And this means that the lender is committing that they will give you X, Y, and Z amount of dollars based off of you meeting these conditions. Now, when we get later into this presentation, we're going to talk about the underwriting process and conditions and things of that nature. But what I love about having a fully underwritten pre-approval, this gives you all the work done up front. So you know exactly what the lender wants to see to close. Three things they're going to want to see is a contract to sell, a clean title report, and an appraisal, right? Obviously, you don't get those things until you sign contract, but you'll have everything else that that underwriter likes or doesn't like on that conditional mortgage approval letter. So now you can start working on that credit approval side while you're out here shopping. And also once you get, so let's just say they want a letter of explanation, they want to see the gift funds, et cetera, et cetera. You can, can submit all these, what we call conditions to the underwriting department and they'll clear those conditions. So that way, by the time you find a house, only thing you need is probably three or four things and you can close. Now, what this is going to do, and I'm highly recommending everybody who's watching this live and who's gonna watch this on a replay, if you're buying a house in today's market, if you want to be competitive, you need a fully underwritten pre-approval letter because this is going to give you that ability to close fast, two to three weeks, right? And most markets, people are still waiving financing contingencies, meaning they don't, if they don't, they're waiving their right um, to financing. So if they get declined by a bank, it doesn't matter. They still have to buy a loan. So when you are in and that's typically for cash buyers, you see that, but you have some buyers who are getting financing who are going through this process are also waiving their financing contingencies because they know they have a mortgage already. All right. So this gives you a competitive advantage, especially if you're someone who's putting down 3.5, 5% down payment in today's market. All right. <clears throat> now, this is all going to be hard credit polls, pre-approvals, whether you go with a a fully underwritten pre-approval or a traditional pre-approval. It's all hard pulls. Okay. Pause. Hiring the right lender. <clears throat> all right. Hiring the right lender is very important. Like I said to you guys earlier, not all loan officers are built alike. Now, these are the three types of companies that originate loans. And I always get the question of what's the difference between a broker and a banker and a retail bank. So I want you guys to screenshot this slide also. So that way you can go back and you can reference this on your own. A mortgage broker is basically a middleman, right? A mortgage broker does not lend money. They're going to, they are on board or signed up with several lenders 
and their job is to quote unquote shop through those lenders to see who you can get the best deal with, right? A mortgage banker is like MG, um, where we lend, we process, we underwrite, we fund, we do everything in-house, okay? But we also sell the loan to the retail big bank because we're not set up for servicing. The retail big bank is more so like the Chase, the Wells Fargo's of the world, where they offer more products, not just mortgages. They'll offer you check-ins, savings accounts, personal loans, auto loans, you know, credit unions will kind of fit into this category as well. All right. Now, the difference between the all three. Look, first of all, I want to just make this clear. When you're working with any company, a Chase, a Wells Fargo, you know, Loan Depot, any of the big brand names like the Quicken Loans, the Rocket Mortgages, whatever you see out there, you have to remember you're not working with that company. You're working with the loan officer. So you have to make sure that you're interviewing these loan officers, right, to make sure that they fully are capable of helping you achieve your real estate goal. If you are looking to buy your first primary residence, one of the questions that people always ask me, yo, Matt, what questions do you ask when you are interviewing these people? I always tell people to ask questions you already know the answer to. But the very first question should be, if you're buying a primary house, ask them, are they a homeowner? Very simple. Are you a homeowner? If you're looking to buy an investment property, ask them, do you own investment properties currently? I am of the firm belief, and this is no disrespect to anybody in my industry who does not own a home or investment properties right now, but I am on the firm belief that if you are going to work with um, someone, they should actually own real estate, right? Because how can they really identify with you, all right, and the process of what you're going to go through? That's just me personally. So these are some of the questions that I will ask, and then ask some questions that you already know the answers to, right? You may know a little bit about FHA. You may know a little bit about conventional. So ask them three or four things that you know the answer to, like the back of your hand, and just see how they're going to answer those questions. You'll be surprised that a lot of people just don't know what they're doing. And by you asking questions you already know the answer to, you can kind of get an understanding of their knowledge base, and then you can kind of dig a little bit deeper from there and determine if he or she will be right to be a part of your real estate team. Because you have to remember, guys, whether you're buying your first house or your 10th house, this is a business. Real estate is a business. If you can file it on your tax returns and get tax deductions, it's a business. I don't care if you're going to live in it. I don't care what nobody tells you. So you have to always remember, you are the CEO of your business. You are in charge. You have to put your team together and you have to make sure that everybody on your team, lenders, realtors, attorneys, whoever it is, everybody has your best interests in mind. All right. Always remember that. So these are the three types of companies that originate loans. Just want to give you guys a little bit game on this so you can kind of understand who's who and what are the players. All right. Let's talk about some loan programs. Whew. All right, so I'm going to stick to the usual suspects tonight. We got a minimum um, 580s credit score for FHA. 3.5% down payment is required. Max seller's concession is 6%. A seller's concession is when a seller agrees to um, pay a portion or all of your closing costs. 
Now, a seller's concession is not guaranteed. A seller's concession um, gets included into your loan amount only if the house appraises for the higher value. So I'm going to give you guys a quick example, and I'm going to use easy numbers just as an, as an example. If you're buying a home for $100,000 and you want to get a 6% seller's concession, which is $6,000, right? A 6% seller's concession is $6,000 on $100K. That means $106,000 is what your house, the house has to appraise for in order for you to get a seller's concession. And now your down payment is based off of the $106,000 not the 100,000. The seller will still net the 100, but those that 6,000 is being is increasing your finances so you can get a credit for your closing costs. <clears throat> That's how a seller's concession works. So if you're in a competitive market like we are now, I believe the opportunity for buyers to get seller's concessions are going to come back as interest rates skyrocket. So I will encourage all my buyers who are watching this Closed mouth does not get fed. I repeat, closed mouth does not get fed. It doesn't hurt to ask, but consult with your real estate professional who's making the offers on your behalf to see what the market is dictating at that moment before you ask because you don't want to um, put yourself at a disadvantage at the same time. All right. <sighs> One to four family. FHA-approved condos and mixed-use properties are allowed with FHA. Now, for those of you who do not know what a mixed-use property is, this is basically a commercial building. It's, it'll have Typically, in the Northeast, how a mixed-use property looks is a storefront on the bottom and residential units on the, bot, on, the, on the bottom. Think about your local bodegas, right? That is mixed-use properties. The key with the mixed-use properties for it to be approved for FHA, it cannot exceed four total units with the commercial and the residential, and the residential units have to be 51% of the livable square footage. So if you can find a mixed-use property, this can be a gold mine for you first-time homebuyers because now commercial rent is going to be higher than residential. So eventually this will give you more cash flow. So this is a great opportunity for those buyers out there who live in areas where there are these type of properties to buy a commercial building with as little as 3.5% down payment. All right. 75% of the rental income can be used to help you qualify on a two to four unit property. So easy numbers for you guys right now. So if the rental income is $1,000, the lender will use $750 of that $1,000 to help you qualify for the loan, even if the property is vacant, okay? Three to four unit properties or triplex and quads in certain areas will require at minimum three months of reserves. What are reserves, MG? Reserves are your mortgage payment times three. So if your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month, then you need to have at least $3,000 post-closing, either in your checking, your savings, your brokerage, your 401k. It needs to be um, able to be liquidated, obviously, so the bank will want to see proof that you can liquidate it if needed to. 
But as long as you have it, then boom, you will qualify. Another thing about three or four family units, very important. I didn't put this on the slide. This is called the FHA self-sufficiency test. The FHA self-sufficiency test, very important. What this basically means that it doesn't matter if you qualify, you've been pre-approved. If you're looking to buy a three to four family, if that house is not self-sufficient, then FHA will not fund that three or four family unit. So for an example, let's just say if your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month and you're buying a four family unit, and let's just say all of the rental unit on this property equals up to $1,000 a month. So let's just say $250 per unit. Again, I'm using real simple numbers for you guys. We're going to use 75% of that $1,000, which gives you $750. But your mortgage payment is $1,000. So now that property is negative by $250. So that property is not self-sufficient. So after that 75% value that's taken away, the mortgage that 75% needs to be $1,000 minimum to cover. So in that case, you would need at least a $1,500 mortgage at a very a $1,500 rental income to qualify for the FHA self-sufficiency test. So that's very important, guys, for those of you out there who are looking to purchase three or four family properties with FHA. It's very important you understand the FHA self-sufficiency test. If you have a pre-approval for a three or four family, contact that loan officer and make sure that they understand the FHA self-sufficiency test. All right. <clears throat> Grants, gifts, 401ks can be used. Co-signers can be used. Max loan amount are based on the FHA county loan limits. Easiest way to find your FHA county loan limits is just Google your county and just put you know, if I'm in Nassau County right now, so I'll put Nassau County FHA 2022 loan limits and it'll come right up, right? So, but you have to check because certain states like New York, this is a high cost area. We can get approved for more money. Like a four family, we can go up to 1.9 million. In other areas, you can't go that high. So you have to really check to see if FHA will even allow because of those county loan limits. And most importantly, most importantly, FHA is only for primary residents only. When you are speaking to a lender, take the word investment out of your vocabulary. Yes, we know it's a multifamily and it will be a quote unquote investment, but you have to start using the terminology owner occupied multifamily. And FHA requires you to live in this for one year. After one year, if you want to move out and live your best life, go right ahead. But don't commit mortgage fraud, guys. Don't commit mortgage fraud. <clears throat> All right, let's get busy. Let's talk about some student loans because a lot of you guys got student loans. If you got student loans, please type yes in the chat, please. If you have student loans, please type yes in the chat while I take some uh, uh, quick water break. <clears throat> Troy Shot, I'm good on time. The world is yours, man. Yours. You know that, man. All right, say no more. 
Don't commit mortgage fraud. Please, number one. Take <laughs> anything from this night. <laughs> I had to say it three times, bro. This is a message brought to you by the good folks at UIL. Please. This is <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> Guidelines. All right, so we got a lot of people in the YouTube chat that are talking about they got student loans. So then you guys need to go ahead and screenshot this if you are FHA potential borrower. The great thing is FHA changed the student loan um, guidelines about a year ago, which was a home run for you guys. This is breaking down the calculations of it, right? So FHA uses the payment listed on the credit report or, or the account statement. But if the loan is deferred or forbearance, the lender would use a half a point of the outstanding balance. Let me give you a couple examples. If the payment on your credit report, let's just say you owe 200,000K in student loans and your credit report shows that your monthly payment is $300, the lender will use the actual documented payment on your credit report, $300. A year ago, a year ago, um, that was not the case. The lender will probably use close to $2,000, a 1% rule, right? Payment not on a credit report. If your pay, if your balance of your federal loans is 50K and the monthly payment on your credit report is zero, the lender will still use $250 as your payment when calculated into your debt to income ratio, although you have a zero payment. Why? Because we're using a half a point of that 50,000. A year ago, we were using 1% and it would be um, $500 incorporated into your debt to income ratio. If the payment is zero on your credit report, let's say you owe 70K in federal loans and your credit report shows a monthly payment of zero, the lender will use $350 for your payment unless you ask the servicer to recalculate the payment due to a significant change or family size. That could be known as an income-based repayment plan, right? If your loan is in deferment, if you owe 100K in federal loans and your credit report shows that the loans are in deferment, the loan officer you will use $500 as your actual monthly payment unless you can document from the servicer that you have a lower payment under income-driven repayment plan when that deferment ends. So guys, these rules completely change and FHA and conventional have boxed out so many people with student loans because of the stupid ass 1% calculation, right? Even though you wasn't paying that much, you still we still had to calculate 1%. With these new options that's available for you, the government understood and understands that um, it's difficult for people who are going to school and coming out with large debt to buy real estate. So they're trying to encourage home ownership. So they changed the guidelines, which I think is a home run for everybody who typed yes in chat that they have student loans. So again, screenshot this, study it, and let's move forward. Let's talk about student loans that are in collections. A lot of you are in collections. You are default on your student loans. Please understand, if you are in collections or default, you will not get a loan until you take those student loans out of the firm, out of default or collection status. So please, 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 even even if it's not popping up in your credit report, remember lenders are doing basic they basically doing background checks. We run a system called caviars. We will find that you have some debt, some student loan debt, and we will tell you, nope, you're declined. So if you know you have that debt, work out some payment arrangement and move forward. 
How to find grants. I want y'all to all screenshot this. Okay? I want y'all to all screenshot this website. And I'm actually going to try to go to this website. Uh, let's see. Can y'all still see my screen? How you yeah, doing? we can see it. Yeah, we can see it. All right. So let me see. I want to move this damn. How you move this stupid Zoom bar? Yo, who said a Mac was good? Shout out to Apple, though. <laughs> but I can't just, even... just click click one of those things right at the top and then type in the website. No, I have it already open, but I can't move the stupid bar. Uh, all right. Why is the bar not moving? Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Bet. Here we go. All right. Can y'all still see my screen? Yeah, you good. Bet, bet. So we at the local home buying, right? So remember, I was just here. This is the website. Let me go back to it real quick. As y'all can tell, I'm not that computer savvy. So I'm back at the website, hud.gov HUD forward slash buying forward slash local buying. Somebody type that in chat. HUD.gov forward slash buying forward slash local buying. All right. <clears throat> Ari, I see you in the YouTube chat. Um, put that put that link in the chat for me, Ari. So this is the website. This is what it looked like. A lot of people don't even understand that there's a lot of money out there, um, especially through a lot of local programs. And people are always asking me, how do you find this money? Well, this is one website that people don't know. And you see you have all 50 states right here. So I'm going to pick a state, right? Uh Give me a state. Somebody give me a state. Troy, give me a state. Uh, California. Let's go to Cali. California. All right. So we're in Cali. So you see it says home ownership. You got the getting started. So if you look right here, it says buying a home. So you can even see if you got HUD homes for sale right here. You got home ownership vouchers right there. Right. <clears throat> you even got stuff for home repairs and avoiding foreclosure. But let's talk about assistance and programs. Click on that. As you see here, homeownership assistance for California. You've got statewide and regional programs. And you have all the programs right here. Hell, you can even go by sort by city or county, right? So let's go sort it by county. Where's LA? LA is, uh, let's see. Let's take, let's, let's go to Fresno. Let's see what's in Fresno. No, it's, it wants me to leave. I'm not going to take no chance. I'm not going to leave the website because <laughs> I don't know. But y'all see how easy that is, right? Let's go to let's go to another state, right? Let's go to Illinois since it's right here. Same thing. Real easy to find. Look for buying for a home. Homeownership assistant programs. You go right here. You scroll down. They got all the statewide and regional programs. All right here for you guys programs by the city. You got contact information right here. You got who you can contact for what city it's in. It's all right here, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right here, right under your nose. And they don't talk about this stuff. And it's very simple and easy to find. I'm going to go to New York because we're in New York, right? Assistance and programs. And then you have all the New York programs and even by city by town you got long island new york hudson valley upstate and you have contact numbers you have websites emails i mean you have everything that you need up here to find you some free money all right everything you need up here 
to find your money. And New York got a lot of money. You see how long that list was. So this is what I want to explain to you guys. You have to do your homework. You have to do your due diligence. And this is why I want to take you to the website versus me just having this on my PowerPoint because I want you guys to be able to find this stuff on your own. All right? So, again, the website is hud.gov forward slash buying forward slash local buying. Okay? There you have it in my Rashad voice. Let's get to conventional financing. We're heating up now. 620 minimum credit score, minimum down payment, 3 to 15%, depending on what type of property you are buying, whether it's a one family or multifamily. Whew. Max sales concession allowed is 3%. You can buy one to four family and Fannie Mae approved condos and co-ops. I didn't put co-ops up there, but co-ops as well. Um, max loan amount is based on Fannie Mae loan limits. Again, all you have to do is Google Fannie Mae 2022 loan limits, and you will have all the information you need right there. Grants, gifts, and 401k is allowed. Um, you have to live in the property for one year if it is your primary residence also. Now, we're going to take you back to another website. Now, before we get there, let's talk about the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac student loan guidelines. It's pretty much the same thing, but I like Freddie guidelines better. So if you are going conventional and the student loans listed on a credit report is, is, is zero or if it's deferred or in forbearance, the lender is going to use the 1% balance um, to calculate it. So if you have that situation, you probably don't want to go Fannie Mae. You want to go Freddie Mac because Freddie Mac is like FHA where they'll use a half a percent of the loan balance to qualify. So the, the examples that I gave you guys earlier on how to calculate is the same exact for both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But if you're going conventional with um, student loans, your best bet is to ask the lender <clears throat> or tell the lender, not even ask because you're the boss. You tell the lender you need to have a Freddie Mac backed conventional mortgage because of your student loans, okay? And yes, for those of you on YouTube who keep asking, will this be saved on the channel? Yes, it will. This is free game university right now. You're welcome. All right, <clears throat> two of my favorite programs with Fannie, with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, is Fannie Mae Homestyle and Freddie Mac Home Possible. Let's go to the websites. Let's go to Home Ready first. So all you got to do is Google Fannie Mae Home Ready. Go to Google and, all, and you will see the websites will come to the top. Now, I'm bringing you to, the, to this website on purpose because it's very important that you understand um, these programs and what these websites look like, right? <clears throat> because these, website, these websites are very, very, very important for you to navigate. You have all the information that you will need on these websites right here alone. So I'm going to get you guys a little bit familiar with this. Now, when you're dealing with um, Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae Home Possible, this is all income based. All right. So what I mean by that, and this is the Home Possible website, right? Just get you guys a little bit familiar on how it looks. Let me go back here, right? So let me Google something. So let me go Fannie Mae. Uh, 
Fannie Mae Mae income limits, right? Fannie Mae home possible home ready, excuse me, income limits, right? So this medium income is very important. So if you're looking to get qualified for this home, I mean for this program, you have to, let me just hit this, you can't make more than 80% of the area medium income, all right? So again, how I got to this, is all the thing I did was Google Fannie Mae Home Ready Income Tool. And this map will show up. Now, I'm going to punch in a zip code. I am in Valley Stream right now. So I'm going to type in Valley Stream zip code. And now you're going to see it's going to come here and it's going to bring the map of Valley Stream. Now it's telling me the area medium income in my area where I'm at right now is 99000 But in order to qualify, for this loan, I the, the my income cannot exceed seventy nine thousand six hundred. All right, so that's eighty percent of that ninety nine thousand. You can do this for anywhere in the country to see um, what's your income. What's what's Westchester zip code, y'all? Uh, one zero six zero three. All right, let's do one zero. You said 10603? Yeah. 10603. Why that's not coming up? Shit, don't do this like that. 10603. 10603. Damn, that shit ain't coming up. 10606. 06, oh, 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 yeah, 07. Oh, oh, one of them. Damn. They ain't liking y'all. That's New York City. That's probably why. Nah, this is everywhere. All right, let me type in. Yeah. Let me just do Jamaica. Shout out to Queens. Queens get the money. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica, New York. Okay. It works better with an address, y'all, but I'm just trying to give you an idea. So Jamaica, they pulled up Southside, but it's all good. So we got 99,500. The 80% is still 79,600. So you guys see how simple this is. This is, this is the gross income that the lender is using, not your adjusted gross. We're not looking at the tax returns. This is your gross income, not your net income. Only way it's gonna go for net income is if you're self-employed and you're trying to get one of these loans. But this is the first step that you need to go to see if you even qualify for the Home Possible or Home Ready program because they both go off the same thing. So I wanted to show you guys what this looked like in real time so you are familiar with this. And this works best if you have address so if you're looking for properties and you're already pre-approved just punch in any address in your area right the average the average income in south jamaica queens is ninety nine thousand dollars. according to the government the area medium income in the area is ninety nine thousand five hundred. correct that's interesting very <clears throat> and these houses are probably a million dollars go figure so that's the websites that you got to go to to see if you qualify. And if you qualify, it's a great program, both of them. With Freddie Mac, which I love more than the Home Ready, is with Freddie Mac, you can put down as little as 3 to 5% with buying a two to four family property. 
um, which with conventional products, if you don't qualify for these programs, you'll have to put down 15 to 20%. So I love the Home Possible program for that. And then also with the Fannie Mae Home Ready program, one of the things that I love is that they will allow you to use border income or if you or roommate income to help you qualify even if you're buying a one family property. So if you're buying a one family, let's just say you was in college, you had a roommate, you can document that you had a roommate and the roommate is going to move in with you, right? Then you can have a quote unquote lease sign between you and that roommate. And if they're making, paying, let's say $500 a month, we can use 75% of that 500 to help you qualify. Now, a lot of you got roommates and you don't know, right? If you are unmarried, and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and y'all live together, y'all roommates. Read between the lines. Back to the presentation. So that's the Fannie Mae Freddie Mac Homestyle. I hope y'all caught that little gem. Moving right along. Closing course. Let's talk about some closing course. <clears throat> Whew. All right. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. Let's go back to let's go back to this. Let me show y'all what a loan estimate looks like. Okay. This is what yeah, some of y'all on YouTube got it. <laughs> Roomies. Exactly. All right. So this is what this is a sample loan estimate. <clears throat> this is what you're gonna get from a lender. Some will give you this before you even sign a contract on a house. I know me and my team, we issue loan estimates only when you have a contract. If you want a, a cost breakdown, we'll give you what's called the closing cost worksheet, which is not a loan estimate, but it gives you an idea of what the fees are. So I want to show this to you so you guys can get familiar of what you're looking at, right? So on the top left-hand side, you're gonna have whoever the bank is, the bank's address is gonna show you the date that the loan estimate was issued. The applicants is you, what the property address is, the estimated property value. It'll tell you what your loan terms are, the purpose of it, what type of product you have. So if it's a 30-year fixed mortgage, it'll tell you that it was a 30-year fixed mortgage. If it's a FHA, conventional VA, one of these boxes right here will be checked. It'll tell you your loan number, your loan ID, and most importantly, is the rate locked or not, okay? And if it is locked, as you can see here on this example, it tells you until what time that it is locked. Okay, <clears throat> scrolling down, you have your loan terms, your loan amount, your interest rate, your monthly principal and interest payment. The principal interest is what you're paying back to the bank. It'll tell you if you have a prepayment penalty or not, if it's a balloon payment or not, you're not going to see this in regular traditional loans, so don't worry about that right now. If you have mortgage insurance, you'll see it right here um, on your payment, projected payments. It'll tell you if it's mortgage insurance. And if it was, there'll be a number listed right here where it says zero. And then in this column right here, it would tell you what year it's projected to fall off. Very important if you're taking out loans with mortgage insurance that you are paying attention to this, right? Your escrow is to manage your property, taxes, and the homeowner's insurance. Escrow, let me say this, and I'm going to say this loud and clear for everybody who is listening. Escrow is subject to change on an annual basis. So whatever mortgage payment that you guys start off with today, 
That will not be your mortgage payment in a year because taxes will go up, homeowners insurance will go up, and that means your mortgage payment is going to go up. So although you have a 30-year fixed mortgage, the only thing that is fixed is that principal and interest payment. Your escrow is subject to change. Now, here's a tip. <clears throat> Every single year, you're going to get what's called the escrow analysis. The bank is going to send it to you. Please read it. Learn to understand that because that is telling you exactly what's happening in that escrow account. Depending on when your taxes are due and where you live, some taxes, some property taxes are due quarterly, some are done semi-annually, some are done annually. The town is going to send you a tax bill. Although the bank is responsible for paying it, the town still has to send you what the bill is for the upcoming year. When you see your bill, if you do not agree with it, you can call the town and start a process called grieving your taxes, a grievance, okay, which can potentially lower your property taxes down. But that is a process and it's not guaranteed to lower your property taxes. But I just want to make you guys aware of what is out there for you. And I want you guys to be aware that your mortgage payment will increase. So when you hear me screaming to the top of my lungs, like I've been for the past four years on the internet, don't be house rich and cash poor. This is one of the prime examples because you be you be thinking your payment $380 is going to be for the life of your loan and you'll get a rude awakening one month. You're going to open up your, your damn mortgage statement and your payment is going to be $500. And you're going to be like, what the hell happened? So I want you guys to be aware of this. Be aware of this. All right. Scroll down. Estimated taxes and insurance a month. Again, this is subject to change. Estimated closing costs plus estimated cash to close. This is basically, and you see it says from the borrower. That means what you have to bring to closing. Now, when you guys are shopping for a mortgage, I want you guys to be very clear on something else. The lender only controls two things, the interest rate and block A on its top left-hand side, the origination charges. We do not control title fees. We do not co control recording fees. We do not control how much um, escrow needs to be set up in that prepaid account or that initial escrow account. We do not control any of these fees. We only control the interest rate and the origination fees. So when you guys are shopping for a loan, you have to understand Banks will sit here and present you offers in the beginning of your process and lowball you on purpose. They will miss fees on these loan estimates because it's not legally binding, right? It's just an estimate. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. They will tell you, and when they try when you're trying to compare, you're looking at, well, this lender's rate is this and their fees are 20000 but this lender's rate is the same, but their fees are 15000 I'm going with this lender. But you don't realize that you're getting set up for the bait and switch. Because a lot of lenders out there will put lower fees on purpose. I'm trying to tell you this shit happens every single day. I don't care what no one tells me. Because I see it personally when you guys are reaching out to me, ask me to review your loan estimates. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of fees missing here. All right? So please understand that the lender only controls this. So my advice to you if you're shopping or comparing lenders compare them with the interest rate and block a fees that is going to give you a true determination if what lender is more expensive than the others because that's the fees that they're making their money off of not everything else now if you want to know what your title fees and your recording fees are this is when you got to go to your title company if your realtor or your attorney is using a particular title company, you need to ask them for what's called a title bill. And in that title bill, you'll know what all the title fees are. You'll know what the recording fees are. You'll know what the estimated escrow account will be needed to set up based off of the closing date on the contract. You'll know all that information because us as the lender, when we get to the end of the process, you see how this says loan estimate. Right. This is in the beginning of the process. When you get to the end of the process, you're going to get what's called a CD, a closing disclosure. And the lender to update that closing disclosure, they have to get all the final bills from the title company and all other parties involved. That way they can update that closing disclosure to make it as accurate as possible. So please understand the difference in this. Don't just be willy-nilly an emotional home buyer and say, oh, this one's cheaper than this one and this, that, third, and you're not even understanding. By the time you get to the end, it's going to be with that person who was higher, probably even quoted you because they were probably doing the right thing. So just understand the difference. And this is kind of why, instead of me showing you a PowerPoint presentation, I kind of wanted to give you an example, a real-life example of what this looked like, because a lot of you have never seen a loan estimate before. I see people in the YouTube comments talking about they never even heard of Block A. This is exactly why I wanted to show my screen and show this to you guys so you have a better understanding of what these things look like. All right? We got it, y'all? Okay. Whew. All right, back to the slides. And we're almost done. 
So that's the closing cost section. Underwriting process. Now, after you go through your pre-approval, you're shopping for your home, you're ready to go, you're going to now update your loan officer, he or she, and let them know that you have a contract. And then that's when you're going to get your initial disclosures. And, and as a part of that initial disclosure package will be that loan estimate that I just showed you. Again, look at the loan estimate at this point. If you're still shopping for a lender, and I'm going to tell you this right now. At this point, if you're still shopping for a lender when you get the contract, you're kind of behind an eight ball because I think you should have did your shopping while you was in the pre-approval process. But if you're still shopping, again, remember, block A and interest rate. That's what you need to pay attention to. Okay, now um, let's keep your interest rates real quick. Locking in, very important in these times. As you all have seen over the past six months, I should say, that the market has been going absolutely bonkers with interest rates. This is not the time to float interest rates. So there's two things you can do when you get your contract. You can either lock it in, and when we lock in, we lock in for a certain period of time, y'all. We lock in either for 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, 90 days, up to six months, right? Or you can float, which means floating means you're playing the market. I do not recommend floating in today's market because it moves so rapidly. If you want to try to protect yourself, let's just say you lock in and you want to hedge your bet, so to speak, if the market does drop, ask your lender if they have a float down policy. Type in chat float down, okay? Float down policy, very important. So let me give you an example. You are locking in today at 5.5%, okay? You're locking in at 5.5%, but your, your loan officer, after you consult with them, and you say, you know what? We think the rates might drop a half a point in your favor. It may drop the 4.875 to 5% in like two weeks while we're doing the process based off of what's happening in the market. So... We can lock you in with the float down option. It may now a lender's going to charge you for this. So what this means is, if the rate does drop that at least a quarter to three eighths of a point lower, then the loan officer can float down the rate and take advantage of the market decreasing and break you from that five and a half to that five and a quarter to that five point one to the five percent but they may charge you a point for that. Now, for those of you who don't know what a point is, a point is 1% of the loan amount and it's used to buy down your interest rate. So $100,000 loan amount times one point equals $1,000. All right, so I want you guys to understand when you are trying to lock in, if your lender has that option, <clears throat> Take advantage of it. It may cost you some money. Now, what happens if the rates don't decrease? Then you just pay the point for no reason. So you also got to understand the market and work with a loan officer who understands the market and is watching 
the trends that's happening in the market to determine if it's even worth you paying that extra point to do the float down option. All right. <clears throat> but speak to your loan officer for more details about this. Whew. So now you lock in your rate, you go to underwriting, you get your loan reapproved by underwriting. They're going to have what's called conditions. You meet those conditions. It could be updated pay stubs, updated bank statements. It could be letters of explanations. It could be whatever the hell the underwriter wants to see to satisfy the commitment letter. And once you meet those, plus you get your clean title report, you get an appraisal report, it gets submitted back to underwriting, and then boom. From there, they submit the loan for clearance to close. And in a perfect world, the underwriter will clear everything, and then congratulations, you can now schedule your closing. But the mortgage process is not perfect, I'm here to tell you. You will go through pain, you will go through agony, you will go through frustration. Uh, you will go through some BS. Okay, so have your expectations set properly that you are going to go through some pain and some BS. Even if you went through a pre-underwriting process, you will still go through the pain and the BS. This is just this is just the business that we are in. It is not perfect, but you have to have your expectations set right. So once you once the underwriter and oh, be prepared to be asked for documents, the same documents a couple times. This happens. With certain lenders, I'm not going to name no names, <laughs> but this happens. Okay, I need you to understand. This is part of the process, and it will frustrate the hell out of you, rightfully so. But just give them whatever the hell they want, and let's move on. All right. And once you go through that underwriting process, you meet all your conditions. Congratulations, you are now clear to close, and you can go close on your house. That is my time for today, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I got. There you have it. Better than college. Whew. EYL University. Give them what they want, man. Just be patient. Tell them that. Be patient. <laughs> Give them what they want, son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's legendary. Put some fire in the chat. If you enjoyed that high-level conversation, as my brother 19 Keys would say, um, you know, that's what it's about, man. <clears throat> not getting that kind of education anywhere, definitely not in school. And that's one of the things I always talked about, like buying a home is probably the biggest purchase that anybody's going to make. And for most people, that's their biggest investment. A lot of people, unfortunately, that's their only investment. And if you think about it, for the biggest purchase, the most important purchase and something that most of your net worth is in for the average American you have no education on it. Like they never teach you anything. It's like, you just go out there and just hope that you, you, you're not getting taken advantage of, but you just go to a bank and you say, okay, I'm trying to buy a home. And you just follow whatever they tell you. You don't know if it's the best thing for you or not. You don't know about the program. You don't know the process. You make mistakes. You don't have your, your documents in order. You don't get the mortgage, you lose a home. It's a learning process and you learn as you go but you can make a lot of mistakes. So I always thought like, why would they not have this as part of a core curriculum? Because it's something that is very common. A lot of people buy homes and to not have any idea of how to do it, it just doesn't make any sense. 
So um, it's something that we never even questioned because we just were so used to just not even having it that it was just like, all right, you know, just, just go with the flow. But now we have institutions like EYL University and we have professionals like Matt who um, are very gracious with their time and they're educating the masses. So do not take it for granted because it's not something that has ever really happened before in a language that most people, especially in our world, understood. So just wanted to give kudos to Matt. Definitely, um, you know, a legend in the game when it comes to real estate, financing, um, home lending. Uh, very, very important. Very, very important. Good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's the guy we call him for sure. And with any question, right? Like, and that's the thing too being humble enough to know that you don't know everything, um, but having a resource that's almost like an encyclopedia at your disposal, it makes everything a lot better. Uh, and so I'm per personally going through the process. And so every time I get a letter, the first guy I call is Matt to make sure everything's right. Uh, but 6 a.m. calls. <laughs> everybody doesn't have that. Um, and so ha having this type of information presented in front of you, it can alleviate that fear. A lot of times people get in that fear process where they don't want to take action because they, they don't want to make the mistake. But what's been laid out for you right here is, is a detailed version of what you need to do in order to get that first property. So Matt, I appreciate you for, you know, decreasing that level of fear for people to make that first step. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's what we have for, man. Each one teach one. And like Shadi said, no one taught us this in school. The school curriculum is not made for us to know this type of stuff. How our parents didn't even teach us how to do this because for the most part, they didn't really know. Most yeah. of our parents who purchased homes, they tripped and fell into home ownership. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, that, that was taught. So for me to be able to um, be blessed with the knowledge to be able to pass it on to my community at scale because of platforms like EYL University, um, it's life changing for me and I don't take it lightly. I love, and this is why I always say my license number because I'm proud to be a licensed real estate professional. I tell people all the time, I'm not an internet guy. You just see me on the internet. This is what I do every single day. This is what my team does. We help a lot of people and I don't brag about it. You'll never see me posting clothes and follows. You'll never see me doing boomerangs <laughs> respectfully. I say that respectfully because everybody got their own swag and that's cool, but I help don't get it twisted. MG closes a lot of loans and I help a lot of people directly and indirectly. I help some of your favorite people that you watch all the time and you'll never hear me chasing no clout because I I don't do this for clout. I do this to help my people at scale because I am a terrible internet marketer. If I was really an internet marketer, I would flood your timeline with testimonials and all types of ish. But if you've been following me for years, you don't see that on my page. You see information all day long information information and information and i want you guys to execute at a high level i don't even ask you guys for business from 90 percent of the time i'm just giving you the information and if you work with me and my team great cherry on top god bless thank you very much but i don't do this for leads either i do this because i want our people to own some shit because our home ownership rate is 42% in our community. And it's very important for us to close the wealth gap. Real estate is a major component of that. So we have to own real estate. That's a fact. So we're going to go into some questions. Before we go into questions, somebody said if MG had a book or a pamphlet or something, I would buy it. So he actually has even better than that, the real estate encyclopedia. Well, he has a book too. <laughs> I was about to pull a book too. but. <laughs> We ain't gonna talk about the book though. Let's talk about what we're talking about. 
So he got the Home Buyers Blueprint, Volume One and Volume Two, over twenty hours of content. So imagine this one hour. He got twenty hours of content, which literally walks you through every single thing A to Z. And then Volume Two is like the rehab pack, where you go over two hundred three k loans, everything you know. Rehab is literally like step by step blueprint on all things real estate and real estate investing. What we did was originally that rolled out as a separate, and it's still a separate if you want that individually, but we, we, we packaged it together with EYL University. So anybody that's in EYL University gets access to Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1 and Volume 2 as part of EYL University. And for EYL University, of course, we have monthly financial planning calls with me. We have uh, weekly investment classes. Shout out to Chris. We have um, over 100 archive classes because we do classes every single week and we have clubs. So people ask all the time, like, what's the difference between Earn Your Leisure at EYL University? Earn Your Leisure is like a public school. You can learn either way. That's the good thing. It's like you can learn either way. Public school is free. EYL University is more hands-on. It's a learning experience where we have Zoom calls. We answer questions. People actually learn from each other. It's a community. It's like, you know, I actually get to talk. I'm going to do my financial planning thing once a month. Troy does the book club, movie club. So, I mean, it's, it's something that we wanted to take the best aspects of school, but, you know, add our spin to it and just make the things that's really applicable as opposed to teaching you, like, you know, about the stars and the moon and all that kind of stuff. Um, dissecting frogs and things that wasn't really necessary. So, and we did it at a, at a competitive price point that I don't think anybody in our industry has ever been able to accomplish to be able to, to do that at. And, um, you know, we're we in a good vibe right now. We got InvestFest coming up. MG's going to be at InvestFest. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it's good, it's good times right now. So we decided to just do a flash sale, 48 hour, 4th of July flash sale. We'll probably run into like Saturday. Um, and we're going to do 75% off, $4.99 for the whole entire year. And that's the lowest price it's been since Black Friday. It hasn't been that price yeah. since Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So literally, 100 hours of videos, calls with me every month, Home Buyers Blueprint, Volume 1, Volume 2, Book Club, Movie Club, access to the Facebook group, access to the weekly classes, access to the, to the weekly investment classes, $500. Like, that's almost impossible to accomplish but nothing is impossible at eyl so um that's, yeah. that's a night out at tgi fridays a month and we ain't <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Once a month. that's a fact so you know people always complain about stuff not being affordable if you if you can't afford that then it's just not the right time for you right now you can just stay and just watch the podcast watch youtube and you get a lot of information there but if you just want to you know a little bit more of a higher education your handheld direct access to to us on a certain level. Um, yeah. Choice is yours. 48 hours, EYL University flash sale. I'll pin it. I'll pin the, the link in YouTube and then I'll also put it in the description of this video. And uh, the best part about these classes that we do is that we actually get to answer questions. So this is something that, you know, once again, you don't do that on a podcast where we actually, you know, take Zoom questions and, and we answer it. So it's just like being in a classroom. So yeah. that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to answer a few questions yes. before we wrap. And um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Renee. Renee, uh, one of our top earners I see. She's putting the entire pamphlet of things. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> they, yeah, they always, they always in everything. Shout out to all our earners. Uh, let's try this. Let's go Lucky 313. We coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Yes, What's sir. going on? How y'all doing today, black man? What's going on, uh, King? My, it's great. How are you? My question. Pretty well, pretty well, thank you. Well, obviously, I'm from Detroit. And our what market- up, What up, though? What up, though? Our market appears to be extremely, extremely overpriced, in my opinion. I am currently looking for a home. Um, and it's almost to the point where it's like, who, who are buying these homes? And who honestly can afford them? Because when you talk to other buyers, that are people that's not of a conglomerate, everyone is saying the same thing. You go look at a house, it's already kind of overpriced 50000 and you're still in a bidding war. What would you do if you were in that situation? Um, rent is overpriced too. Pick your poison. That's kind of the only thing you can do right now. We are in inflationary times. So ultimately right now, um, I understand your concerns, but maybe you need to start looking at home. And I'm taking that these homes are turnkey. They probably already renovated, correct? Fam, can you hear me? Lucky you there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. One sec. One sec. One sec. I'm asking him to unmute himself. Well, let's just say that they turn key. So let's just say they turn key, right? Then you have to find something that's not turn key. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. So lucky is those houses fully renovated homes you're looking at? No, man. You still have to go in there and put sixty to hundred thousand in there to update it and make it the way that you would want it. Are they livable? Yes. But you would still need maybe a roof, windows. I mean, you still got to go in there and put work into these houses. How, how much are these houses worth after your repairs? Um, they already overpriced when you buying it. But no, the question is how after. So if you buy at whatever price and you put in fifty to hundred k, how much is the house going to be worth? Um, that part I'm not sure. To my what it appears. Before you put the 50 to 100 into it, you are already buying a house with no equity. There's nothing left. There's no more room left. <clears throat> so if you have no equity, then obviously that's not worth it for you to go into a home and then you got to still put that amount of money and you're going to be upside down. So yeah. I would probably say then you have to probably look in different areas to whereas you're not you're not in that same position. Because that's just that's just not a good deal, and there's nothing you can do about that. So you don't want to pull the trigger on anything like that. You just got to find homes where if you are going to put that money, that your after-renovated value is going to be greater than what you put into it. So that way you're walking into, in, in there with some equity, and you're forcing that appreciation. All right. So All right. Be patient. Thank you much. Appreciate, no problem, you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. All right, let's try this. Let's go to Jessica D. Jessica, did we come to you? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's going on with you? Damn, Jess. Damn, Jess. It was all good just three minutes ago. <laughs> Jennifer, we coming to you. Jennifer, what's going on? Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hello. Good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for this. What's up, Jennifer? How you doing, Matt? Quick question for you. So, you know, I'm a realtor on Martha's Vineyard. 
Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a deal now. Um, buyer client is buying land for 1.585. Appraisal mm-hmm. came back at 1.4. Um, I went back to the appraiser with comps to justify the 1585. He discounted them. He said, no good. The um, I'm representing the buyer. The seller's agent went back and said there are errors in the appraisal. So the bank listened to that and is ordering a new appraisal. So I'm curious to know from your perspective as a mortgage loan officer, what our chances look like of getting, how do you deal with this kind of situation and what our chances look like of getting the appra- a new appraisal to come up with the right number t- so that the cl- buyer client doesn't have to come up with more cash? Man, this was an amazing question. I'm glad Great you question. asked that, Jennifer. Yes, Great yes. question, because this happens every day, unfortunately. So right. first, first, I want the audience to know that the, the appraiser, when he does an appraisal report, he's given his opinion on a value. His opinion is gold to the banks, and we're going to go off of that. You guys did a great job by contesting that appraisal, and the AMC, the appraisal management company, believed you guys and, and say, you know what, we're going to order a new appraisal. I will tell you from my experience, there's a 50, maybe I would probably say a 65% chance that appraisal comes in low tone. Oh, wow. It is a, and it's a 30 to 40% chance that it might hit the numbers that you want. You have to remember, these appraisers talk to each other, number one. They all provide in the same, the same comps everywhere you go. And, right. a lot, and a lot of appraisers, they're going to use the same type of formulas to either adjust up or adjust down when it comes to the adjustments and comparables and things of that nature. So there's a good possibility that this piece of land will get appraised for the same value or probably a little bit more. It's a mm. good possibility that it probably won't get appraised for the sales price. Yeah, you know, what? That, that, that might be something we need to just have like a whole class on the appraisal process because I've had some experiences even now with uh, something, you know, property that I'm, I'm actually uh, building, you know, thinking that the square feet is going to be one thing, but understanding like, yo, if there's no floor, then that really doesn't count inside, inside of the appraisal process. So even understanding the intricacies of that, because that could be a process that could make or break a deal and make or break the amount of equity that you think that you have in a property. So Jessica, I appreciate that question. That was a great one. Yeah, that was that was um the appraisal process is such a, a finicky process, and I want everybody to understand lenders do not control appraisals. That's number one. Um, there's an appraisal management company, AMC, that acts as the third party um, person between the appraiser and the lender. The that AMC is choosing from a round robin of appraisers that's approved with said lender. And then they pick that appraiser goes out and us at the on the lender side, we have no clue who that appraiser is until we get the actual report back. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people always say it's the lender, it's the lender. No, it's not the lender. It's we, our hands are tied because of all the regulations that was put in place after the wild cowboy days. So that was a, a great question, but it's an unfortunate thing that happens in this market. And if you do get a low appraisal, then that might go in your buyer's favor. Now it's time to negotiate because now you got two low appraisals. Right. Well, that's what I told him that we're going back to the seller and asking him to reduce the price if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Which which is great. Which is great for him, and I want you know him to get a fair price. Absolutely, and it, and it goes in a favor. My question is, what are they doing with this land? 
building a house. Okay, so they are, what type of financing are they doing? Um, or are they doing eight, cash? No, no, it's um, we do have a lot of cash deals, but this one they're financing um, an 80 20 loan. Okay, okay, yeah. so they're doing 80 percent down and doing the rest of um, 20 80 percent percent down, and yes. then they get they so they're doing acquisition and construction in one loan, yes, yes, okay. Smart yeah. plan. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We know a thing or two about that, don't that? Yeah, we know a thing or two. Yeah. Good question. And one more thing, Matt. You know, mm-hmm. I live in Massachusetts, but I you don't know that I grew up in Rockaway. Queens get the money. Queens oh. get the money. Let's go. You at the end of the, the Rockaway is the end of the earth. <laughs> the end of the earth. The end of the earth. Shout out to the Rockaways. Shout out to Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. you, Jennifer. Queens get the money. All right, let's, let's try this. Let's, uh, Regina, what's going on? I see you unmuted. How you doing? Hey, don't be alarmed. This is our brother, Reggie. Uh, hey, Matt, Troy Rashad. What up, what up, Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> so, He's yeah. like, don't be alarmed. <laughs> no, Netflix switch on us. <laughs> so I'm trying to house hack. So... Long story. Hack, man. What you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, <laughs> my mom's a real estate broker. We we're trying to find multifamily properties back in 2019. We couldn't find any. But she found me off the market deal on a single family house in the upcoming neighborhood. Now, I'm rehabbing this house right now. But I want to kind of do a 4321. So my question for Matt is, can I move out of here, run this place out, move on my parents, and then 4321 from there? Do you own the house you're in now? Yes, yeah, a conventional 20 year on it right now. What type of property is it? Single family. So you have a single family and then you want to move with your parents and then go buy multifamilies to house hat. Yeah, rent this place out if I have to and move with my parents and just uh, get a uh, triplex, duplex or what? I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, so I, I, great question, bro. File the taxes properly while you're living with your parents. So make sure you show the single family property as an investment property on your tax returns. So that way, when it's time for you to get your multifamilies and a lender say, well, you have this mortgage as a single family. No, it's an investment property. Look at the tax returns. It's on there. It's listed as an investment property. So that way you buy your multifamily and now doing your house hack journey, that won't impact you at all. Okay. From that perspective. Now, obviously, you know, depending on how much you deduct and everything like that could impact your debt to income ratio and what you can qualify for. That's a whole deeper conversation. But essentially to answer the question, if you if you rent it out and you file it on your taxes and show it as a true investment, you shouldn't have an issue with the house hack to start your house hacking. Okay, great. So one more question for that. So I have to wait the entire year to get taxes back with my tax return to prove this, or can I do it before the year bid? When are you planning on doing this? Uh, I plan on moving out of here. I'm going to space out by December. I would say if you can get a tenant in there in this calendar year. Okay. Because remember, if you wait till December to move and you get somebody in there January, now you're in 2023. Okay. You know what I mean? So I would say wait. I would say if you can get a tenant in there, start paying you so that way you can file for 2022 and show it on there then you're you're in a better position okay perfect thank you appreciate you appreciate
Appreciate you. All right, let's try to let's go to uh, let's go to Ashley. Ashley, we are coming to you. Unmute yourself. You have been unmuted. Hope you have a good night. What's going on? Hey there. How are you guys doing? Um, I wanted to just shout out and say thank you guys. I went to the Black Money Forum and I met you guys. Shout out to Drew Bernard. Oh, what happened to her? What happened to her? Damn. No, can you oh, hear me? Okay, yes. So I went to the Black Money Forum and I've seen all you guys out there. Really great information. Met with you too, MG. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, so I wrote my question in the chat, um, but I'm going to go back and get it. So I have a few, but I'm currently on the process of trying to get myself together so that I can get like that pre-appraisal done in order to start looking and, you know, just get myself ready. Um, I found a vendor, a lender, um, and I'm currently working through that process. A question that I have is, can I go to multiple lenders at the same time? Or do I have to start with one lender and kind of like work from there? For your pre-approval? Yes. Um, you can go to multiple lenders at the same time. If you're gonna have multiple lenders run your credit, I would recommend doing it all within the same 24 hours, Ooh, um, okay. 24 to 48 hours. Um, but I'll be honest with you, you don't need to go to multiple lenders once you know what you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? You just need to go to one lender, know your scenario, right? So that's why it's important for you to be like the CEO, right? and understand the process and understand your debt to income ratio, understand what programs that you are pre-approved for. So that way, when you go to lender B and C, you can have an intelligent conversation with them about your profile, right? So I can say, look, this is my FICO. I got a 40 over 42 debt to income ratio. I'm already pre-approved from ABC lender to get the home ready program with, I'm doing 5% down. Mm -hmm. I These are my specs. A knowledgeable loan officer is going to hear that and say, oh, you know what you're talking about. Well, based off what you're saying, I can get X, Y, and Z for you. You know what I mean? What did they quote you? Oh, I can probably do that too, right? Without you having to go through the credit polls. And that's when you get more into being like that interviewer. You know what I'm saying? Versus the emotional home buyer where it's just like you're happy just to get several pre-approval letters and offers and you're just like, you're happy go lucky, right? And now multiple people don't run your credit for absolutely no reason. No reason, um, right? So for me, that's why we did the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume One and Volume Two, especially Volume One, to teach you guys how to be honestly. People have taken the blueprint and now they're loan officers because of the blueprint because it taught them so much and now they got into the game, right? Mm -hmm. So if you and you have access to the blueprint, so I will tell you go in there and study that bad boy. It's over 15 hours of great information, and it will teach you everything that you need to know how to calculate your income, how to figure out your debt to income ratio. Hell, you'll probably be when you finish the pre the, the blueprint, you can pre approve yourself. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and you'll know exactly what you're doing. So I, I would say, it, can you, to answer your question, yes. Can you go to multiple lenders at the same time, run your credit, and get three different pre-approvals? Absolutely. But if you got the home buyer's blueprint at your disposal, you don't need that. You don't really need that. Okay, perfect. I am an EYL member, so I'm going to go ahead and get in there and take another look at that. 
take advantage take advantage we got we got this we got the assessments after every chapter you're going to be able to test your knowledge base and and then you got mg you can always hit me up too because i i I respond to the earners every day all day that is so true i know that's priceless that's priceless i I could charge y'all 20 bands for that (laughs) 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 i I ain't gonna hold y'all up I hear that. Thank you so much. I have one more question real quick. I know guidelines just real quick. So can you do a FH? I think you answered that already. You could do a FHA loan on a multi-property, on a multi-unit property. Um, But here in, here in Brooklyn and New York City, um, like everything is so expensive right now. What happens if, um, can, I don't know if we have like the Albany, the banks where you can kind of get houses that are on foreclosure and whatnot, but can you use a FHA loan towards a multi-property that might be on a foreclosure list? Absolutely, right? You can buy, you can use an FHA loan for a burnt down bando building and get the money to repair it. Noted. You can get 100% of your rehab costs you can put down as little as 3.5% down. You can buy a burnt down bando and use an FHA 203K. And you have access to the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 2, the rehab pack that teaches you all of that too, right? Huh? Trapping out the bando. Trapping out the bando in my Rashad voice. The 203K will help you trap out the bando. And this is the perfect tool for yeah. anybody for especially first timers who are looking to become real estate investors the 203k gives you that training wheels because you have what's called the hud consultant that hud consultant acts like a construction project manager and that person is there to protect you and the bank from the contractors con tractors con artist Mm -hmm. tractors right so it's a perfect tool to use um, and I highly advise if you want to go that route, foreclosure, short sales, rehab, yeah. use that two or three K for your advantage, especially in a high cost state like New York, where it is so expensive here to buy multifamilies. You have to find that rundown piece of crap house. But, right. you know, the two or three K is there to help you. And it's included in your membership. Take advantage. All right. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Ashley. No, no problem. Thank you, guys. Ashley. Shout out to Jill right, Bernard with the black with the black money farm too. That was a great time. All right. Shout close. out to Chu. Shout out to my guy Chu. Look, man, the home buyer blueprint volume one is worth at least a thousand dollars. Minimum. Volume one and volume two, at least twenty five hundred dollars. So when I'm talking about volume one and volume two added bundled together with everything else that's in EYL University, which we go over, and you get to ask questions for Market Mondays. That's, that's the number one. How do you get to ask Zoom questions? You got to be in EY University. <clears throat> for $500 for a year, it's never going to happen again. I promise you. I promise you it's never going to happen they, again. They corrected you. They said this is even lower than Black Friday. But what was Black Friday? They said it was... Uh, I think it was $699, right? Yeah, $599. $599? Yeah, yeah. Lowest sale ever then. <laughs> lower than Black Friday. $499, entire year. Home Buyers Blueprint, Volume 1, Volume 2. Access to the Facebook group access to the infinity clubs, access to my monthly financial planning calls, access to the movie club and the book club, access to the weekly classes that we have on Zoom every single Wednesday at eight o'clock, access to the weekly investment classes taught by Chris. Um, 
access to my monthly calls. Mm-hmm. Those and, things, those things going for three hours. And we got an in-person experience that we, we uh, crafting. Yeah. Hmm. An in-person experience that's coming, be coming soon. Okay. Exclusive for EYL University members. Um, oh, wait till they get that one. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> if y'all don't join now, just because of that event, y'all see InvestFest. Hold on. Let me talk some shit real quick. Y'all see InvestFest. <laughs> InvestFest is, is going to be the biggest ever. <laughs> ever. Imagine what we do for this for the earners. Oh. Investfest, investfest.com, man. When you when you could put OG the mortgage guy, 19 keys, Ian Dunlap, Wall Street Trapper, Aristotle Investments, Chris Johnson, mm. Keanu Watson, Milano, mm. and uh DJ Envy, Caesar, when you could put them, and then you add Steve Harvey, you add Charlemagne the God, you add Rick Ross, you add Circle of CEOs, all of them. Um, yeah, you add TIP, you add Kenny Burns, you add Terrence J, you add Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker in the world. Terry, don't forget to Terry doing a thing, <laughs> trade and travel, trade and, tra- <laughs> and, and we, we, you didn't even mention Dan Kathy. Oh, Dan my god, that's that's six. That's Dan Kathy's worth seven billion dollars. He's the former CEO of Chick fil A. Um, David Shans, Sleepers for Suckers. Ash Cash. Wait, is it safe to say that Dan Cathy will not be the only billionaire in attendance? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Get your VIP ticket. Get your VIP ticket. It's not fair. The fight fix. That's the new line, MG. It's not fair. What we what we doing is not fair. It's, it's a missile strike. It's a oh, missile man. strike. We have a missile strike, and we got. We got a basement full of unreleased nuclear bombs. We got a, a basement full. <laughs> Yo, when that second wave come out, it's gonna be over. We got a basement. Yo, what, what Steph said? <laughs> that second wave gonna hit y'all like a tidal wave, a tsunami. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. I can't wait till we announce it. <sighs> So Invest Fest, man. Y'all need to be at Invest Fest, man. It's going to be a whole weekend of experiences. We're going to have the official after party. Shout out to my brother, Smitty. Invest Fest. Smitty. Man. Yep. I don't even want to give it a comparison. but There's I'm, none. Every year it's going to get bigger and bigger. And it's going to... The city of Atlanta. Y'all know a demonstration. Y'all, y'all need to... Actually, at this point, Atlanta, we need to... We need to be compensated from the city. Because... We raised the ticket prices last year. My barber, shout out to Bubs, he was coming from New York and last minute flight. And he was like, Why is the flight $800 to Atlanta? It's like $200 flight. And he called the airlines and it was like, We're seeing an uptick for some reason. I don't know what's going on, but we're seeing an uptick in travel from New York. We, we, we raised the ticket prices last year. That's a fact. We are responsible for raising ticket prices. <laughs> like, like, we caused the inflation in the marketplace in Atlanta. We and so, man. <laughs> ATL, man. Let's have a conversation. Somebody we, hit up the mayor. We could take this on. We could take this to another city. This is true. Leverage. Very true. We could take Leverage. this to another city. We got to look at the, the ticket prices for planes, for hotels, restaurants, hookah lounges, gentlemen clubs. Support Forget them. about it. Everything goes up that weekend. Everything no, you, goes up that weekend. You know it's going to go up. 
that VIP VIP did on that Thursday. Mm, 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 mm. That's top secret. <laughs> no, that's top secret. That's <laughs> society stuff. It's oh about, man. It's about having fun. Um, we can't forget my Jose Canseco vintage. We can't, we can't, we can't forget. I've become a fashion icon these days. And, uh, Yo, Shotty is a nut. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I saw the Canseco earlier in the video. I saw oh, Shotty trying to kill him early. Yo, I learned to embrace it. Can't forget. You gotta embrace it. You can't run from who you are. And it's not, I've always did fashion my whole life. So this would only make sense the next move. Wait till the next move that you see. Um, it, it's called bigger. Yeah. It's okay. called bigger. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Uh, Respectfully. <sighs> Man, you gotta have fun with it, man. If you're not having fun, life is too short not to have fun, man. That's why we do this edutainment. We mix, we mix education with entertainment, and we put it in a blender, and uh, we just have fun, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's um, it. You know, psh, psh. and you got EYL. That's it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Gotta have fun with it. Gotta educate people. You gotta make money, and um, you gotta stay fresh at all times. That's very, very important. important. Very Drip important. responsibly. Very important. Yes. Drip or die. It's the, it's the, it's the EYL way. <laughs> yeah, that's Drip or die. That's the new slogan. <laughs> Drip or die. Y'all know our demonstration. Get fresh or die trying. So um, I say that to say EYL University. If you're not at EYL University, you got to question things. You got to sit down and start to question things in your life. $4.99, nobody else is doing that. Not one person. Nobody. I'm gonna be honest with you. This price point is disrespectful. Yes. For the amount of value that people get for this dollar amount, like we give more value than I think anybody. I'm not gonna hold you up. Take think out of it. <laughs> Let me take, that? matter of fact, we give more value than anybody. Okay. For the price points, this is the most affordable educational platform in the marketplace for less than a night at Pasha's in Atlanta. Funny you say that. Y'all know our demonstration. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> like, you go out with your home, you go to Chop House Times Square, you're going to spend triple that with your friends. At least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You go, I had a bill for $1,800 at Chop House, uh, Chop House last weekend. Glad I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss those bills. Those bills, they come up, but you really think about it. That's one night of just enjoying with the family and friends you can get three people you can get two people at eylu and a couple tickets for a vest fest for that same price it's true yes priorities <sighs> priorities are important EYL train rolls along eylu university is investing yourself biggest investment you can make in vest fest and we will we will be there. <laughs> so it's, it's it's called stay tuned. I encourage you. Every every time we do something, we do it big. We went to our Basel. We had DJ Khaled. We had Sean, Sean Poe. Like that's Sean Poe. I I don't want the phone calls today. Man. <laughs> Y'all gonna see soon enough, man. <laughs> Y'all gonna see soon enough. Hey, on the phone calls today alone. Look, y'all gonna see soon enough. When Shadi hit me with the call today, I said, oh, really? Oh, we got a call after that. Oh, really? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got we, we hit you after this, Matt. See, I'm look, guys, this is real time. I'm not even updated on the other call that yeah. happened yet because they've been moving and shaking, I've been moving and shaking, right? But the call Shadi already hit me with it was like, oh, I had to look at my phone. Like, damn. Still in the meeting. Still. 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 They call it the biggest. <laughs> For a reason. <laughs> Ever. Still. Still. Yeah, man. Oh. The, the best part is that the people here, they're going to get to enjoy it. And we're telling y'all firsthand because every time we talk like this, I know we're saying it in jest, but we're really serious. Like, what we're about to deliver has never been done, and we're glad that our community is going to be there to celebrate it with us because it's a win for all of us. It's a, it's a win for the space. It's a win for the community. It's a win for the world, really, because financial literacy, like I said, is a world topic. And uh, we, you know, we, we are fortunate to be at the forefront of it, and we take that very seriously, but we, we do it with fun. So You got you to gotta have fun. Gotta have fun. Well, we thank you guys. Thank you for, for joining us, as always. Thank you for rocking with us. More information every single day. It don't stop. More information every single day. Um, just keep spreading the word. Uh, subscribe. Watch Rants and Gems every single Wednesday. Watch Earn Your Leisure every Tuesday. Watch Market Mondays every Monday. Watch Inside the Vault. Inside the Vault every Thursday. Yeah. High-level conversations whenever 19 Keys decides to put episodes oh, out. We got, we got Trapper this Saturday. But yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Trapper. I spoke to him today. His birthday is uh, coming up. So happy birthday to my brother. Shout out to, shout out to Big Trap. Make sure y'all watch that. We just dropped the Ransom Gems with Jose the Credit Dude talking about that business credit and real estate, man. So go ahead after this, go watch that. It's a phenomenal episode. So shout out to Jose. He's a certified gym. Matt, sure. Matt, breaking news alert. We got to go, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, peace, y'all. Peace. I got to go. I'm a FaceTime, y'all. Hey, yo, pay up your phone. You're rocking with the biggest. <laughs> right now. EYL University, 48-hour flash sale. Don't miss it. Go to EYLUniversity.com. Wait, wait till you see what we're about to do. It's called Please Don't Play Yourself. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yo, congratulations, y'all. Have a good night. Be safe. Fourth Independence Day. If you celebrate that, all that. Oh my. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.